Hi, welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASA media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm executive editor, Sarah Lavendusky, and today I'm joined by Kelly Densberger, customer experience lead at Doing Good Works in Irvine, California, and Josh Hinkle, an inside sales rep for the central region of the U.S. at Top 40 supplier Vantage Apparel in Avenel, New Jersey. Both started their sales jobs during the pandemic and remote work, and both are also members of Gen Z. So we'll be speaking today about what it was like finding and starting a job during COVID and their plans for working in a communal office space eventually. And if you ask a question of our guests in the chat or post a comment, you may be one of three winners of a cinnamon coffee cake, courtesy of our friends at Maple Ridge Farms. So Kelly and Josh, thanks for being with us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Sure. So let's start with Kelly. Um, I was wondering how you found your job with Doing Good Works, especially during the pandemic, and what your primary responsibilities are now at this point. Yes. So I actually um, connected with Doing Good Works through a mutual friend. Um, So really, it was all about who you know and networking in college and maintaining those like relationships. Um, So they introduced me to the company, knew what my background was in and felt I would be a good fit for the role. And then from there, I um, just got my way in. Wonderful. That's great. And what are your primary responsibilities? So my primary responsibilities are to communicate with clients, um, find out what their needs are and help them create um, experiences and kits, um, get promotional and branded items, as well as plan for uh, like virtual events and stuff like that. Awesome. Love it. And Josh, how about you? How did you find your job at Vantage and what are your primary responsibilities at this point? Yeah. So similar to Sarah, I actually found out about Vantage by word of mouth. Um, From there, I kind of looked into Vantage Apparel and I was like, okay, I think that this is something that I can definitely see myself living in the moment in. Um, So then from, that's really how it was. Just like Sarah said, I just kind of um, knew someone who recommended it and then I applied and went with it. And then as far as my primary roles as an inside sales rep, I really just handle accounts that have already done business with us at Vantage Apparel in the past. So it's a lot of reaching out, making sure that we have the right point of contact um, giving product suggestions on products that come through with different kind of logos and different kind of garments, um, and really just being there to help out with anything Vantage for any of our clients. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that, you know, as tech savvy as Gen Z is, both of you found your jobs through relationships and word of mouth and not just on like a database of jobs, right? That you're scrolling on your phone. You actually were like talking to people about it. So that's very interesting and noteworthy. Um, So let's hop back to Kelly. So Kelly, when you started your job, um, what did your onboarding look like and what kinds of tools did your team offer for you during your training and how often were you in touch with them, especially during remote work and kind of like having to schedule time to speak with your team? Yeah, so my onboarding basically consisted of me kind of getting like walkthroughs of all the different programs that we use. Um, There were a couple YouTube videos I watched. Um, I was brand new to the industry. I had no experience in um, promotional sales, promotional branding or anything. So um, I watched a lot of like ASI videos to kind of like get a feel for how the industry works. Um, And then I had a lot of Zoom um, meetings where we would share our screen and they would kind of walk me through the different programs, um, show me how to like keep organized through my email um, and then just like realize like how the systems work and get a hang of it. And then to start training, um, we did kind of like mock through um, 
like fake clients where I would source items, put presentations together, um, and then kind of get a hang of it. And then um, I was just thrown in, looped in with clients, and then started my way working with them. Love it. Wonderful. And Josh, what did your onboarding look like and the the tools that Vantage offered you guys uh, for training and communication, things like that, keeping in touch with each other, especially during remote work? Definitely. So it was actually kind of exciting because I thought, well, I knew that this was going to be a remote position, but I was actually invited into the office for my first five days, which was a great experience being able to talk to everyone in person and bounce ideas off of each other just right off the bat. Um, but Zoom was a huge tool um, that we did utilize because we did have a lot of um, people that work at Vantage that live all across the United States. So obviously I couldn't be meeting with every single person uh, in those five days, but because of Zoom, I was able to be in 50 different states and one hour. So it was actually really great. Um, and then kind of the same thing that Sarah just said, we went through, I really just got to meet the people that I had to go to as far as who to communicate with um, in each different department. So I got to meet with them for a pretty lengthy amount of time and they were really in depth um, about all the information that they were giving me, uh, which I really, really appreciated. And if I ever felt uncomfortable, I could always ask that question with them and they had no problem really going in. Cause similarly to Sarah, I was also new to the promotional product industry as well. So there was a lot of learning to happen within those first five days. Mm. Um, and even to this day, that learning still continues. Uh, but mm -hmm. Zoom was a huge, huge tool throughout the entire onboarding process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, promo is, not a lot of people know about this industry, but as you've both learned, it's there's a lot of moving parts. It's actually a huge, very complicated industry. So when you're new to it, there's a lot to find out about. So yeah, it's key that you stay in touch with your team and they give you the tools you need. Um, so make sure if you're listening to get those questions and comments in the chat for a chance to win a cinnamon coffee cake from Maple Ridge Farms. They're delicious. So Josh, let's continue with you. So now that the the main part of your onboarding is finished, like you said, you're still in training, you know, you're still communicating with your team. It's never like totally done. But now that the, the formal onboarding is finished, how do you stay in contact with your team? Like, what does that communication look like and how regular is it? Um, it is very regular. Every single day, I essentially reach out to someone in project management or in customer service. And then weekly, I have meetings with my regional territory manager, Jeff. Um, so we stay connected week after week. Um, and it doesn't always have to be week after week. If there's a week that goes by where there's nothing necessarily worth bringing up or there's just questions that um, we both don't have, uh, we can skip the week and then we follow up the week after. Um, but really just the, the weekly meetings with Jeff are really, really important for me. Um, but every single day I, I'm in contact with people all over Vantage just bouncing off ideas or questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the same for you, Kelly. Like, what does your um, now that the formal onboarding is is finished, but you're still in, you know, and um, I would say like ongoing training as far as like really like honing your skills in that job position. What does the communication look like with your team, and and how do you stay in touch with them at a distance? Yeah, so we use Slack to stay in communication um, with everyone in the office. So I'm constantly mes messaging people all day long on Slack, um, checking in on, seeing what's going on um, day to day, project to project. 
And then um, as a team, we do have like weekly meetings, like we'll have a customer experience and a marketing team meeting where we can kind of just talk off of each other. Um, marketing can see like what trends we're noticing, um, kind of just like see different things that are coming up um, as the time, as the year goes on and you're in the different seasons. Um, and then we'll also just have like company meetings once a week where everyone can kind of just discuss what's going on their plate, um, what deals they're working on, um, just so we can get like a whole idea of where everyone's at. And we're always constantly updated, like seeing what everyone else on the team and then the company is working on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know um, for those of us who were in an office before COVID, we've been able to benefit from relationships we've honed for, you know, for me, it was like six years of relationships with, the, with these people. So that when we transitioned to remote, it was like, it wasn't a real jarring because we, we knew each other already, you know, but when you're trying to build new relationships, it can be difficult over um, just video or, you know, just email or Slack or whatever you're using. Um, So that has been an interesting trend that Gen Z has had to contend with. Not only are you, or not only are you trying to build relationships on your team, but for a lot of you, you're, you're, you have your first like corporate job. And what does, what is it like to work in a corporate environment? It's very different from being like in school, you know? Um, So, I was curious, I wanted to know about um, kind of your uh, feeling about heading back to work. Well, I should say back to the office because we're still working. But my question for you, and we'll start with, we'll continue with Kelly, is um, now that, I mean, obviously plans for that are a little bit on hold because of Delta and all that. um, What is your feeling about going back to work, maybe even in, in like a hybrid week or full time? Like, how do you feel about heading back to, or for the first time, you know, working for full days in a communal office environment? What are you kind of looking forward to? Um, are you, are you like, you know, attracted to that? Or are you excited about that? Like, what is that looking like for you? Yeah, I would definitely say I'm excited to go back to the office. Um, a lot of the office is already back in right now for the most part. Um, and just the most exciting part is just to get that like social interaction, that face-to-face interaction. You get to say so much more when you see someone, you walk by them and you get to ask how they are, what's going on in their personal life, like just to ha- get those um interactions and responses from people. And then um, one thing I would say, though, I definitely feel like I am more productive at home working remote just because you are more isolated and you're just grinding out through the day working on stuff. So I know I'm definitely more productive at home, but I definitely think it's going to be better for um, just strategizing, talking about things to be in office. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And Josh, how about you? What your the uh, return to the office? Um, how are you feeling about that? Um, it's still something that might not be in the cards for me. I think I might be staying remote for a little bit, which is actually really awesome. I absolutely love working remotely. And just like Kelly said, I, um, I thrive when I'm alone and I thrive when I have only, you know, the things that I need to focus on that I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. And so I'm loving the flexibility of working from home, but I definitely miss having somewhere to be. Um, I definitely and missing leaving my apartment and going in and just like Kelly said, talking to the people that are in the office, seeing how their days are and just feeling that emotional connection um, is really strong and you can and you can grow from that too. So if I do ever transition into the office, I would be elated to do so just so I can be around um, all the other people that work at Vantage as well. Um, but for now, I am really rocking it out working at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to, my prediction is that it's not going to go back to, 
at a lot of places, it's not going to go back to five days a week, everyone in the office. It's going to be hybrid. It's going to be some combination of being, you know, by yourself in your remote office, being productive that way, and also time in the office for your like you said, building relationships, speaking with people, there is something to be said for passing someone and having like a kind of impromptu conversation that you don't have at home. Um, and that's important for us as humans. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be some kind of hybrid moving forward. But um, but yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a lot of the, the Gen Z demographic is looking forward to actually having that communal office experience because um, there definitely are benefits to that. So um, let's... Uh, Let's continue with Josh. So I was wondering if you could tell us about like those who are listening, who maybe are looking to hire Gen Z um, into their workforce, already have Gen Z in their workforce. What would you like them to know about welcoming, onboarding, and communicating with those in your um, cohort, your demographic, um, as they're joining teams in this industry? What would you like them to know about that? The first thing that comes to mind is that Gen Z does um, research. Gen Z definitely knows what they're getting into before they show face and before they really put their whole selves into it. So definitely coming prepared to the table and just having a really nice training plan laid out for them that's going to cover everything, um, and all the main things. and But also to not be too worried if you miss something, because um, I've seen a lot of Gen Zs that are just quick thinkers. So if they think of something, um, they will definitely not hesitate to ask that question. Um, but really, it's just the preparedness and thinking outside of the box, too, maybe from the traditional kind of business ways that have happened for years and years and years, um, thinking outside the box and just thinking of a new way to present the information might also be helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And Kelly, what about you? What would you like people to know about hiring and welcoming and onboarding Gen Z? Yeah, I think definitely with Gen Z, they are a generation who's been raised with technology. And I think technology has really just like opened up communication to make it so much easier. So I think keeping those lines of communication communication open um, is really important. And then just like use, utilizing all tools you have to really like show them everything that's available to them. Um, they will definitely dive in and want to learn as much as possible Mm -hmm. right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a natural curiosity. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And actually a a kind of a bonus question I had for you was um, when I was doing some research on this um, demographic, because I'm just, I'm just like one up from Gen. So I'm I'm a millennial. So I'm just up from one from Gen Z. Um, But one of the things that I know has been very um, important to Gen Z in recent years is working for a company with purpose, right? So they have a mission that they're committed to. Um, You also want to know like that the work that you're doing has, has meaning. Right. And, and I think we all kind of feel that like we want to know that work work each of us is contributing to a bigger purpose or mission of the company. It can be philanthropic. It can, you know, and at ASI, we're really committed to people doing better business in the industry. Um, and I wanted to ask you about that. And I know for, for Kelly, you know, doing good works has a very obvious mission. Um, could you tell us about that mission and, and your part in that, how you contribute to that? Yes, of course. So Doing Good Works is a benefit corp and they have their mission is to help those who have been affected by foster care. So um, with our business model, a portion of um, our proceeds are donated back to help those affected by foster care, um, help them go through higher education. Um, We also have a workforce development program to kind of give them that first job and those resources um, and really like help them out in parts of their life they haven't gotten help before. Mm -hmm. 
So um, to work for a company that cares so much about a mission and wanting to give back and make a difference, um, it motivates me as one of their employees to also do good and want to enjoy the work I'm doing. So just like you said, yeah, I think that's something that Gen Z also looks for a lot. They're not just looking for a job. They don't want just a nine to five. They don't want to just be doing some kind of position. They want to know the impact that the position is having and like mm -hmm. what their work is going towards. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we actually have um, Vinny, who's who's um, doing logistics for us today, has a question. And he's a social media guy, so this is a perfect question from him. So he says, when communicating with a brand, is social media your first instinct? This could be like in your personal life, too. Is social media your first instinct, or do you prefer another mode of communication? Josh, let's start with you. What is social media kind of your default when you communicate with a brand? Um. In my personal life, yes. I think I always like to check out their social media just to see how they promote themselves and what's kind of going on. Um, in my professional life, no. I definitely like to go ahead and have direct one-on-one -on -one conversations um, just with people. Just I think that um, that way you're just going to get answers a, a little bit more quickly than just kind of poking through social media. Sure. Um, and just having knowing who you're talking to is also really important too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure. Kelly, how about you? I would say the same as Josh. Um, for personal life, I do tend to check social media on a lot of aspects of anything I'm going to just because social media has become such an impactful and important aspect of like society now. And everyone has a social media page. You can see what's going on in their business, what they're focusing on, and just get a real idea for what everything is about um, a lot quicker than you can trying to find the information on a website. Mm -hmm. um, so I do tend to go with social media, but if I were to say like professionally with work and stuff, I like to have like a contact at the company that I'm communicating with, know their role there, like what's going on, um, and get a real idea for how that's going. Mm -hmm. So if you, so follow up, if you, in your personal life, say you have a question or maybe it's a brand did not serve you in a certain way, it's a customer service issue. Are you apt to like tag them in a tweet or a post or are you more apt to like give them a call to their customer service? I wouldn't say that I would like post and tag them in it um, just because I just tend not to post that much on social media. I'm not very active. I'm more of just someone who scrolls and is an onlooker um, <laughs> on social media, but I would like message their account, like send them a DM. Um, I think you get really good responses that way just because they do have um, a team checking, reading through those, like checking and they want to, they have their customer service team ready to answer anything. Um, so I definitely would go to their social media to ask a question or bring up a situation if there was one. Mm -hmm. And Josh, is that like the same for you? Maybe a little different? Um, usually I'm not super quick to go ahead and like tag um, like certain companies, especially if it's a customer service issue, just because the power of social media is really, really strong. And I would hate to have a bad look at them just for like one little mistake and people will take it and run with it. Yep. Um, so usually I'm not super quick to go ahead and like tag the company on their social medias, but definitely just reaching out and, and trying to find a solution is the way that I would go for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think that's kind of been over the past years, it's been overused. Like it's, I, to be honest, I, I think it's been abused a little bit, the way that people will kind of like tag a company like that and make them kind of like scramble, which 
is I don't know if that's always like the most productive way of, you know, communicating with them about a concern or something like that. So I think that's really uh, kind of the, the next level of, of communicating with the brand over social and, and what that kind of looks like, especially when it comes to customer service issues. Um, and finally, I was curious about um, moving forward um the the mobility in your uh in your position so what is kind of like your long-term plan at your company um and in this industry like what are you looking forward to in promo kelly why don't we start with you um i definitely think like with promo once things start to open up more we've already kind of seen it in these last couple months with like in-person events slowly coming back um it's just open up more opportunities and more projects to work on um, so definitely excited for more of those opportunities, especially since, um, one of my specialties is doing kits, um, and I've been doing them for virtual events, which is super fun, but it's also really fun to do the items for in-person events, um, especially since my background, um, and schooling is in event planning. So it just kind of has all those aspects of really getting your hands on and trying to think of items people are actually going to care about and not just use for the day and then put in a closet somewhere that they're going to keep on their desk, wear every day, like use all the time. So definitely excited with things opening up more and for the future of the world to go back to normal um, to just get that um, more more opportunity more projects cool love that and Josh how about you what are you looking forward to um what's something that I'm really looking forward to is as we're getting more traffic coming through more business as things are opening back up and more ideas are coming through um, I come from a retail management background, so I really want to continue to push into leadership roles, um, particularly at Vantage, where I'm at right now. So I think it's really exciting because hopefully soon we'll be able to continue to grow our inside sales department, which could allow me to jump up into a new role um, and have my leadership qualities, you know, put to use. And I'm really excited for that. Um, but that's, you know, we'll just see what, what happens as time moves forward. But I'm really excited that business is picking up now that things are opening back up. We've seen um, a huge influx just within the past two to three months. It's been great. That's awesome. Great. Well, thank you both so much. I really appreciate you being with us today. And for more information on workplace trends, please head to asicentral.com slash news. Thanks for listening. Bye.